Welcome to the official podcast of the Hoffeld Group. Your host is the CEO and Chief Sales Trainer of the Hoffeld Group, David Hoffeld. Welcome to the Science of Selling podcast, the place where you get actionable sales insights that are backed by hard science. And I am David Huffeld, and joining me is Carl Polson. And Carl, how are you doing today? I'm I'm doing good. I I'm loving the the finally nice weather here in Minnesota. When we get it, we got to savor it. Um, I've actually been spending this week reading a book called The Charisma Myth by Olivia Fox Cabane, mm-hmm. and. It's one of those books that I go back to almost every year and I almost struggle recommending it to people because I feel like it's a secret weapon I have and I'm scared to share it with others because it's such a great book. Um, Are there any leadership, you know, or sales authors that you've recently been digging into? Yeah, one in particular uh, recently, and that is um, a friend of mine, Harvard Business School professor Frank Cespedes. Uh, came out with a new book, and all of Frank's books are just um, cutting edge, highly relevant, well researched. But he just came out in, just very recently with a brand new book called Sales Management That Works. And I was very fortunate to be able to get an early copy of that. I actually wrote an endorsement that's on the back of the book, but an excellent book. If you're in sales leadership, this is a book you definitely need to read. Frank Cespedes, Sales Management That Works, and available anywhere fine books are sold, uh, but really relevant, covers some of the mission-critical areas of sales leadership. And there's not a lot of good content out there on sales leadership, unfortunately. So this is a book I know I've enjoyed. I've learned some things from, and I would strongly, strongly recommend it. But, Carl, we're also going to talk about another really important topic today, and that is qualification. How do you qualify leads to really make sure you're maximizing your time? And and boy, this is also a really important topic that oftentimes is neglected. And I know you and I have, over the years, have had many conversations about this. So I'd love to start off today with hearing a little bit about your experience and I know you've, you've gone through a little bit of evolution with how you look at qualification over the last, you know, three or four years. So kind of fill our listeners in on, on kind of your journey regarding how you think about qualifying your leads. Yeah. When I first started in sales, the qualification process sounded like the last thing I wanted to do, right? They're not, they're not always, at least initially, as a naive salesperson, you think not the most exciting questions or, you know, uh, it's just, it's, it seems like it's not worth it. At least I thought that early in my career, very quickly, do you realize, and I learned the hard way that qualification is, I, I think, one of the top things great salespeople do well. And no matter what industry you're in, small company, large company, medium-sized company, I I think that individuals that take qualification seriously and are consistent with how they qualify individuals, and I think extremely, extremely importantly, they don't they, they never miss a, a qualification question that needs to be asked. Those individuals are the ones that are usually 
uh, the most successful within a company. That's that's one of the things I've realized throughout my career is that if you can consistently and successfully qualify people the same way time and time again, it's one of those controllables that any salesperson has that will be a guaranteed game changer. Because whether you're new to sales or you've been doing it for a while, we're all qualifying all the time. Um, what about you, David? Because I learned how to qualify really through working with you. What What's your experience with, with qualification been like? And, and how has that grown from the start of your career to now? Yeah, I, I think back to when I first got into sales, it was stressed very early on. I mean, it, it, within a matter of days of me starting in the profession, how important that was. So I got some great instruction right away that helped set me up for success and helped mold my understanding of it. But as I think back on it, I really was first exposed to the importance of qualification as a teenager. Let me explain how uh, this is before I got into sales. As I think I mentioned earlier in one of our earlier podcasts, my goal as a um, a young child and a teenager up until I was about 17 years old was to become a professional baseball player. And that was kind of my dream. And at 17, I realized, well, that wasn't going to happen. And I turned my uh, attention to other pursuits. But up until then, that was my obsession. I mean, that's literally all I, I thought about. I was ex- obsessed with baseball, particularly hitting a baseball, which I got pretty good at. But one of my big influences was a baseball player named Ted Williams, uh, one of the, I think, one of the, if not the greatest baseball player, at least hitter, uh, who's ever lived. And Ted Williams wrote a book called The Science of Hitting, that as a 14, 15-year-old kid, I got a copy of, and I read this thing uh, over and over and over again. But in there, he has a little uh, chart where he shows he had calculated his batting average depending on where the pitch was thrown. So if he hit the pitch, if it was um, you know low and inside or high and outside, depending on where he hit it, he calculated what his his batting average would be. And so Ted Williams taught me through that book. He stressed over and over again, the number one rule when it comes to hitting is get a good pitch to hit. The, the pitch you hit, where it is located, he said, uh, heavily influences what your batting average will be and how successful you are. So he taught me uh, as a teenager, the importance of qualifying regarding what pitch I swing at versus letting it go when it's in the strike zone. Where it is in the strike zone matters a lot. We have kind of, he called it a happy spot, right? That place where when it's in the right location, his batting average was over 400. And so he's looking for pitches in in that location if he can get it. And that was my first exposure to the importance of qualifying. Now, when it comes to sales, it's equally important because if Ted Williams says in hitting, the number one rule is get a good pitch to hit in selling. We could say the number one rule is get a good prospect to talk to, right? <laughs> the quality of your prospect determines your batting average and your win rates and your closing rates when it comes to sales. So this is something I uh, was exposed to early on through baseball, but then I saw over and over and over again how the ability to qualify leads effectively 
just like Ted Williams said, with getting a good pitch to hit, it sets you up for more success. So if I can get buyers who are in my sweet spot um, more likely to win those leads than if I just start chasing anything that comes to me. And so uh, qualification is, is very important, and it's something all of us in the profession of sales have to really understand and then hone what does that mean for us and really why does it matter as much as it does are two important questions. So I know that that since this is a podcast format, uh, listeners can't see uh, uh, anything, but I think there's a reason that as I look on one of my computer monitors, um, what's currently pulled up is uh, Microsoft OneNote. The other is links to two qualification uh, uh, templates that I'm currently going through at my job. And I think that goes to show, again, um, whether you love qualification or it's something you're you're not a big fan of, it, it's an accepted reality that qualification is a huge, huge part of the sales process. And coming to terms with that is really important. But I think that to, to have a really strong relationship and be a proponent of qualification, it's important to know, all right, why does it matter for me as a salesperson? So David, could you give our listeners some insights on why qualification matters? Yeah, it's as simple as this. It really comes down to we have a limited amount of time and we can invest that in many, many different ways. So you want to look at what's the highest return on the investment of your time spent. And as you begin to look at what are the qualities of those prospects who when you invest time with them, it benefits them and it also benefits you. So everyone wins. And you'll start to notice certain things about them, certain qualities, certain traits, certain places where they are, perhaps even industries um, that you'll be able to say, okay, this is kind of, you'll start to hone in on that sweet spot. And the more you can invest your time with qualified prospects, the more successful you'll be. And those who kind of disobey this rule of selling and just invest their time with anyone who raises their hand or expresses any amount of interest at all without qualifying them relatively early on, they lose out because oftentimes you'll find that those clients who are least likely to buy and you have the lowest win rates with will try to occupy the most amount of your time. So you're investing a lot of time and your return on the investment is extremely low. And when you look at, all of us have had this experience, I think, in sales, where you've invested a lot of time with a potential client, and then you learn something later on, and you realize they're not going to buy anything from you. And you're like, why didn't, I wish I would have known that three hours ago or three calls ago, right? And you're like, I could have used this time. So you want to be a miser when it comes to your time. What is the best investment of my time? How do I invest it with buyers where it's mutually beneficial? I add value to them. They add value to me. Because the last thing you want to do is, you know, uh, just having sales calls to have sales calls. Because listen, the reality is none of us are paid to do sales calls. You're paid to sell. And so you want to set yourself up for success. And from your buyer's perspective, when you're investing time with a low uh, value potential client, meaning someone who's not qualified, who's very unlikely to buy your product or service, that means you're not investing time 
pursuing or engaging with those who are qualified. So really everyone misses out. So great salespeople are focused on qualifying their leads so that they can maximize their time and invest it with high gain opportunities that are beneficial for everyone. I think everyone listening uh, should take a sticky note uh, or whatever their preferred uh, method of taking notes is and write down uh, salespeople aren't paid to make sales calls. They're paid to sell. I think that really encompasses qualification and why it's so important when it comes to the core responsibilities of a salesperson. Qualification makes up a huge part of that. And no matter how a salesperson, what their qualification process looks like, David, I know that through my career, it was really, really changed through how you approach qualification um, in such a great way. So for our listeners, could you give them some insight on how, how do you how do you qualify prospects? I mean, as simple as that. Yeah, the first thing you need to know, obviously, you want to ask questions and understand their situation. But the first thing you need to know is what do I want to understand? Meaning, what are those qualifiers I'm looking for? What what allows me to say this person is qualified or this potential client isn't? And so, some things to think through. Uh, we call these in our methodology, primary buying motivators. So first is the prospect's problem that you're talking to. Is it a problem that your product or service solves? Does it solve it effectively, right? Really narrowing down on what does my solution, what problem does it solve? Those individuals and organizations that have that problem, uh, that's good. But also even going a little deeper into identifying what's causing the problem, the scope of the problem, uh, the pain the problem is causing, the consequence of an action, even within buyer groups, there could be different levels of that. And even starting to dissect that, okay, when it comes to problem, when I look at my current clients, this is a good way to look at it, what are the scenarios that are similar when it comes to their problem? And often analyzing your clients will help you develop accurate qualification parameters so now I know here's the people that are buying from me. Here's what's common with them when it comes to their problem. Another thing we can also look at is we call it dominant buying motives. So what do they hope to gain by investing in your product or service? What do they stand to lose if they don't? Look at your current clients and say, okay, when I look at them and I start really digging down into my clients, what is it they gain from buying from me? What do they stand to lose if they don't? And I, I have no doubt when you start looking at that, you're going to find, boy, my best clients, the ones who are most loyal, the ones who are in many ways easiest to sell, right? Uh, less obstacles in the sale. There's some consistent things I'm noticing that can also help you inform your qualifications so that now you can look for those kind of people. And then last thing I would say is look at what we call prospects buying requirements. This gets into the decision process itself. So who are the decision makers? Who are the influencers? How is buy-in achieved? Looking for some consistency within your current clients that can inform how you qualify. And then also looking at decision criteria, looking at what are the specific product or service parameters that my, my best clients, that they needed? And how did we uh, position ourselves to meet those, right? So understanding that can also help. So can timeframe and budget too. 
So when you look at all of those, the prospects problem, the dominant buying motives and the buying requirements, and you start looking at, I would start with my current clients and say, okay, what am I finding consistent in each of those areas? More often than not, that will heavily inform and often determine how you want your qualification you want to have so that you can now look, okay, those I'm pursuing, which of the clients, potential clients I'm pursuing best matches up with that. And as you start to you know, tweak this, every industry is a little different. Every company may be a little different in what they qualify on. Um, so this is a little bit of trial and error. And there's science that guides us, but a lot of determining the qualification for your organization, unfortunately, that isn't a science. That would be more of an art. So it's a little more messy. And we got to do a little bit of trial and error. But if you start with those primary buying motivators that I talked about, that will help you do this quick, quickly, accurately, and then you can refine over time. But your ability to really focus in on who is your ideal client and how do you qualify them quickly early on. Then once you identify maybe two or three things that are mission critical in the qualification, you can start to create a hierarchy, right? The mission critical parts and the here's what I would like to have. And then those mission critical parts, I would want to get out early on in my first or at the latest second call with a potential client so that if I want to disqualify quickly, what I never want to do is go through an entire sales process and disqualify them towards the end. Why? That's not good for them. It's not good for you. Everyone wasted a tremendous amount of time. So try to disqualify quickly. And so identify, create a hierarchy of your qualifications, identify your must-haves, identify your like-to-haves, and then create questions early on in your discovery so that you can identify those if you're talking to someone who's qualified or not. And if they're not qualified, I would eject and from the sale and move on to the next. And if they are qualified, you can move on and continue the process. But give some thought to this. And kind of think through it for yourself, look at your existing clients, kind of go through that process I laid out, and it won't take you very long before you'll be setting yourself up for more success. And often, Carl, when it comes to qualification, doing this well can sometimes significantly increase sales and you've changed nothing else. You're just talking to more of the right people. And just like Ted Williams said, you know, if you get a good pitch to hit, you're more likely to be successful in hitting. You get a good prospect to talk to. You're more likely to be successful in selling. I think it, it really, really, uh, uh, is one of those things where I I remember being told by, by one of my past managers in sales, it's really easy to be busy. It's very easy to, to pack your day. Um, but are you busy doing the right things? And when I hear the word right things, the first thing that comes to mind is qualification because I'm someone who, who uh, especially early on in my career, um, you know, uh, had those rose uh, tinted glasses when I was talking to any prospect. And like you said, David, it's not only ineffective for the salesperson uh, to bring somebody through the sales process when they're not qualified, at the end of the day, uh, if if you know you care about giving value to your customer's business, um, it's not beneficial for the customer if they're not 
adequately qualified. Um, it really benefits both parties and and the entire sales process when qualification is taken seriously and done correctly. And I think the the advice and, and strategies that you've just laid out is a great way to start. I think a another thing that individuals should do if they're listening to this podcast and you know they want to learn a little bit more. I have a book for you. It's called The Science of Selling by David Hoffeld. And and it's going to really lay out a way to to put together um, those questions and be effective in doing that. And we'll have that included in the link to this episode. Uh, David, as always, great talking with you. Until next time, uh, if you're in Minnesota, uh, enjoy this nice weather and we'll be talking soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Carl. 